That's all. Well, yeah, the audio is recording. Oh, it's all good. Welcome back to Dallas. Let's get down. We appreciate y'all coming through. I am your co-host, Romel. And your boy, Derek. Hey, hey, hey. We got to welcome back our special guest. See, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting smooth with a little bit. A little, just a little bit. But we got our special guest uh, again coming back to my left. We have our boy, Jackson Henderson, the man, the myth, the legend over Romero Records and DMG. What's going on, Damage everybody? Media Group. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. Mm-hmm. And across from me, we got another one. We got one of the artists. We got one of the upcoming. He's already out here, but hey, we trying to get him up. We trying to get him up a little bit more. Trying to go through the roof. What we say? We trying to be wealthy, not famous. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know the vibes. My boy Coffee coming through. How you do? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yeah, uh, as far as as far as the <clears throat> music, we talking about the album thing. Yeah, I, I was gonna bring up. You know, saying it's a whole nother conversation is like the use of fillers, mm-hmm. and that's something that I cannot stand. Like, so I don't know if some people realize this, but like a lot of times people will make an album that is either like 10 songs long or like 20 something songs long. Yeah, uh, not naming any names, Drake, but Drake will put <laughs> out like an album that has like 20 something songs on it. It's like, hey, my guy. Uh, you could have just gave us two songs. And he did that with, I think it was Views, where he said it's not an album, it's a playlist or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been another another album. I can't remember. But he like, pissed me off with it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> dude, I don't need 20-something songs because people probably only remember like three or four of them, yeah. max. So mm-hmm. to your point of just only listening to singles, and this world is a singles game now. Like a yeah. lot of people don't even care to listen to an album. Yeah, because the EPs only, over albums. Yeah, yeah. The, the only two albums that I've ever just listened to that I like the majority of the songs are, um, what is it, uh, the villain and superhero by Metro, and then mm-hmm. this uh, uh, this one uh, for Spider Verse. Okay, both by Metro. But they're, the majority of the songs that are on there are I like and I have them on my playlist. And it's not like a lot. I think it's maybe like 12 or something songs on there. But all of them, for the most part, are pretty good. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of a good album. But if it's if you ain't got all bangers on there, then don't, mm-hmm. don't give it to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like his has like, um, well, more so the first one. Mm-hmm. Well, technically both. They have a theme. So if you play it in order, it's uh, they all tell certain parts of a story. Mm. So um, the villain and superhero was uh, coming out of like retirement to uh, be a hero. And then also being like, well, I can either be a hero or a villain. And then going through that of um, like towards the end, like anti-hero type mm. of thing. And then this one is telling part of the story of the movie uh, going from how like Gwen was feeling alone and then going to uh, meet Miles again and then Miles trying to get home and then all that other stuff. And so both of those have like a storyline to them that Mm -hmm. I like. Yeah, like song order is really important. Like even with the Come to DMG album, like Mm -hmm. when I was doing the song order, I really wanted to be like, okay, what... How can I start this off, keep people's attention, and then also like have a good finisher? And mm-hmm. so uh, the first song we actually recorded for the album was Remedy. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually the first song we actually ended up putting on the album was Remedy. And it was because we had, from the just letting people listen to the songs that were on there, uh, Remedy seemed like the fan favorite. And so I was like, well, I really try to make this 
as raw and commercial at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what's going to catch people's attention is Remedy. So that's why I put that first. And then just kind of um, kept people's attention going down the line. And then uh, we kind of had like a an intermission. It was like a savior because mm-hmm. it was such an mm-hmm. emotional song. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we like came back in with no missing. We're, <laughs> we're coughing. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and then we just finish out and complicated with uh, Sony and Diari is exactly that. Like, um, there were some articles that got put out about the album, and um, people were talking about complicated was complicated because it's got mm-hmm. like two completely different beats on it, mm-hmm. and uh, and then their styles were different on there. So it was really cool to end it with that because, um, especially Sony, Sony killed it because he's talking about. Uh, like he's like in 2019 and then he's talking about like different years, uh, what, what he was going through in life. And it's just like this great, you know, old school boom bap type, um, sound to it. And I'm just like, that's how yeah. you, that's how you My end the song. Cold. Yeah. That's, I was mm-hmm. like, that's how you end an album. So like song order, but just like the songs that are in the album will make a good album. And so right. if you, if you hate albums, you probably hate the way people are putting those albums together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like if, if yeah. there's one that, like if they have uh, uh, too many songs in an album, I'm not most yeah. likely ever going to listen to Chris it. Chris Brown's albums. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, he I'll, just put out like a 20-something song album. Every time. He put 40. Never, <clears throat> every time. <laughs> yeah. He's done it. Um, oh, my 40 God. songs. I'm never going to listen to it. I will listen to songs individually, but I will never check out the album. But that goes to what you had said, Coffee, that stuck with me, like making stuff that you want to do. Yeah. And I feel like if you putting out you putting out forty some songs, at that point, whoever who the people that are listening to it is your niche audience. Yeah. And that's and that's and that's who gonna stick and that's gonna stick. And that seems like that's the name of the game now is whoever your niche is, yeah. That's the people that's gonna be your bread and butter. So, so I'm not sure what, what else you have planned for us to talk about, but mm-hmm. this is something that we were talking about earlier. Oh, um, no, you good. Was the Chick-fil-A and the Bud oh, Light yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Knowing your audience and, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, Chick Fil A yeah. knew what, what happened. Oh, to we were talking about the Chick Fil A and like the Bud Light situations of how like people were upset with them, and then mm-hmm. they uh, were pretty much like talking shit about their audience, like or their main consumers or whatever. Because mm. um, like Chick Fil A knows who their audience is, right? Like, or they they don't really cater to Christian people, but mm-hmm. like they are a Christian company, so you know they're mm-hmm. closed on Sundays to observe. Uh, a day of worship, but also they say to give their employees a break because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you've been working for six days. Here's a break. Mm-hmm. But um, on top of that, like, you're not going to see a bunch of ratchet people going to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <Yeah. laughs> Maybe Dixie Queen, but <clears throat> they're another part of town. <laughs> it, they're not going to put a Chick Fil A in the ratchet yeah, part of town. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think you have to have like. I think I heard the average median household has to make at least fifty grand for Chick-fil-A to be in that area. It's something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. Did you, did you hear that they're taking Walmart out of uh, Chicago? Like Taking it out the whole of city of Chicago? Uh, for the most part. Uh, well, just the bad areas. Oh, wow. They chose yeah. that, but not the whole state, of the whole city of Detroit. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. They just, they just, they just went for, oh, well, Memphis Knicks. No, I think, <laughs> actually, I think, I think they did pull out some from Detroit, too, because of all of the, the looting and the... They also flooded one, too. Uh, they set fire on the inside and let the alarms go, and it flooded the entire Walmart. So they're just doing whatever. Uh, pretty much. And so they were like, they're losing a whole bunch of money, so we got to pull it out. And then when they said that, everybody called them racist because... 
Walmart's in predominantly black areas. So. Mm, they are. And they were like, uh, we're just trying not to lose money. We have this for y'all, but y'all destroyed it. Yeah. I wonder when Walmart made that shift. This this shift to being like, oh yeah, you're the ghetto. You niggas is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. what Walmart wanted to say. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when Target came in and was like, we're Target. It's not, True not, that. Uh, oh, so I had a question too. How do you feel about um, like uh, labels or whatever that use people that have like died? And they have like a whole bunch of songs lined up, like like X, mm, where you have like a whole yeah. bunch of songs lined like up. Juice World. And yeah, and they uh still put them out, even yeah. though the person like died. And they'll put them out for like a few years. Yeah, so I I believe that that is okay and it should definitely be discussed with us. So what they call the people who are the survivors of somebody who has passed away, they call them the estate. Mm-hmm. So um you might have recently heard about the um, Pharrell and Robin Thicke versus the Marvin Gaye estate. What happened was is Pharrell and Robin Thicke uh, sampled uh, a song from Marvin Gaye, which was Blurred Lines, was the song that, Mar- that. that Pharrell mm-hmm. and Marvin Gaye put out. And uh, it was sampled from, I forgot the song from Marvin Gaye, but uh, the judge ruled in favor of the Marvin Gaye estate. So they had to pay uh, Marvin Gaye's family, you know, X amount of money. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we've had the cases of XSX Tentacion. Um, we've had the case of um, even, I believe Mac Miller has had some stuff put out after his death. Mm-hmm. Uh, pl- plenty of artists have had tons of music put right. out. Uh, Tupac is still putting out albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing holographic concerts. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's, I think it is a good thing that we can still, you know, live on. Like we still have, um, you know, we, catalog. yeah, we, we act like Elvis is still alive here in Memphis. Yeah. So, mm. uh, it's a, it's a good, <laughs> <laughs> have you been to Graceland? It's, yeah, it's, it's a good thing, but at the same time, it should definitely be discussed with the people who are maybe family members and stuff like that because um, it's it's a sensitive sensitive subject. Like imagine if you know somebody had stuff written about one of your family members and then they were like, "Oh, I'm just release this when I want to and make money off of it." Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, awkward. Yeah, I feel like if if they're giving money to the family, I feel like that's fine. Yeah, yeah. but if they were just profiting, because like I don't know how all that stuff works. I know a lot of people just say that like they singly just profit off of it mm. and i've always thought that like maybe they give it to the family too like even though yeah they'll profit off of it but they still give money to the family as well uh since that was their relative yeah usually um it's kind of like a will you know in your yeah. contract you want to have the money that you're supposed to get and who who the next person in line should get if you were to pass mm. but um yeah they they usually just keep it for themselves or they give it to whoever if they if they had a person to give it to because they might not know who to give it to right uh that that happens in wills all the time like people die every day and mm. they might not have a will so the government doesn't know who to give your stuff to because right. you didn't have a will so everybody get a will <laughs> <laughs> please that's a, that's a crazy thing for like because like artists like you as well is like it's kind of a crazy thing to think about to be like I need to probably like whenever like God forbid we were talking about like anytime anything could happen at any moment God forbid, but like in those situations it's like 
how would you want to want to be remembered? It's like, dang. Some people will be like, I don't want anyone to be a drop because I did not like it. Like we were talking about uh, in the past episode about putting out something like you like. I I don't know if it's gonna hit. I don't really like it, but other people like it. It's like the same thing. You about to go? You like, bro? I probably got like a hundred, two hundred songs. Like Lil Wayne got like two hundred plus of just stuff that he ain't just dropped. And then when he dies, it's like, are we gonna hear everything? Yeah, because I mean, like X, he had songs that weren't even finished. Yeah, and they still dropped them. And they made. And they just had people be <laughs> yeah. a feature on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even that, I, I sometimes feel is a little weird if uh, somebody's like, "Oh yeah, I'll be a feature on this dead person's song." Yeah, You're like ooh, clout. I was no, in, <laughs> I was in Nashville this one time in the studio, and uh, this guy pulled up a session, and it was one of Juice World songs that was unreleased. And I'm like mixing this session. I'm like, this is kind of weird. Like I know Juice is not here anymore, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm listening to music that he does hasn't even put out. Yeah, and I'm like, this is kind of strange. And I mean, it's kind of weird to um, to think about, you know, what what to do with that kind of stuff, and knowing that uh, people have access to your voice and that nobody else has heard is kind of that's a very strange thing. So yeah, it should definitely be discussed with like family and and all parties involved so that we aren't putting it out in the wrong hands and people aren't just, you know, profiting off of people's work that, you know, it, it should be going back to the proper, proper authorities. Mm-hmm. So on that, how do both of y'all feel about how they're using AI to copy artists' voices and mm-hmm. making like completely new songs? Didn't we talk about this the other day? Like about I, th- AI? I think so. Like yeah. how we say it was over with? Go ahead, go ahead. He said it was over. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dang. Hold we just, on, man. We just going to just start going fully automated. Just not doing any of like, the work. being in the booth. I ain't got to be. Because <laughs> right. they, they be having like uh, Patrick Starr do R&B. Bro, have y'all heard Never Would Have Made It by Patrick Starr? Yes. <laughs> or they, they have like right now they have um, like a rap battle going on between Plankton and Mr. Krabs. <laughs> and it actually sounds really good. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. So me personally, um, I think, so I actually saw a YouTube shorts on this recently mm-hmm. and it was um, a guy talking about Kendrick Lamar has a song that he recently did. I don't know what it was from, but he was talking about um, AI can't copy Kendrick, pretty much. Like in, in in his verse, he says something along the lines about how AI can't copy him. Mm. And um, I think the guy who made the video had a really good point. He starts talking about how lyricism is going to start coming back because you can copy a style and a flow with AI. Mm. You cannot copy lyrics. And me and my wife were actually, y'all remember that um, the Drake and, um, who was it? Drake and the Weeknd song that yes. got really popular? To my crew love. No, no, the AI one. It was the AI one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So that song dropped, and it sounded just like Drake in, in The weekend. but we realized was that- <laughs> You know how Drake says, yeah, a bunch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he he kept saying, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and like, it was just, he kept saying, yeah, but it was kind of like a little too much or too excessive. It wasn't a Drake, yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly right. And you could just kind of tell, it's like, Drake- wouldn't say that, but that's pretty close though. Because he yeah. pauses, he he has a little airtime in between. He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the one thing that's going to be different is humans. You can't copy human lyrics. An AI can get close, but it can't talk just like Kendrick Lamar. It can't think and imagine and create like Kendrick. So so to, that's going to be the difference. So to that, 
um, because you can also copy somebody's flow in the way that they speak, but you can type out how you want it to be said. Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like as because from when we first started listening to AI, it has dramatically advanced within like two months, basically. So I feel like it might be able to get there if people like do it right. Because mm-hmm. they have like, I don't know if you guys have like ever seen um, the whole uh, things where they'll have like the presidents playing like Call of Duty. And so you have like Joe Biden saying some crazy shit and you have Donald Trump and then Barack yeah, Obama. Donald Trump be on his ass. He'd be, in he'd, be like, he'd be like, he's like, don't talk to me, fucking pussy. <laughs> And so I feel like as as time goes on, I feel like people will figure out how to do that because they'll realize that is a problem. And I just feel like it's like it's cool now because people do it as a joke. But if you have places like TikTok, they get paid from doing that because of the views that they receive from that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's wrong because you're using somebody else to profit off of uh yeah, it's probably gonna have to get. Um, they're gonna start demonetizing a lot of it. Like when it comes through, it's gonna be like, okay. This is just for shits and giggles, jokes or whatever. Like the Patrick and um, Squidward thing. Well, yeah. not Squidward. Yeah, Patrick. Uh, Patrick the whole SpongeBob. Yeah, they have like everybody. Yeah, so like in the situations like that, I feel like, oh, this is funny. This is like you can't. This is this is technically a different art. Yeah, because this is like this is something to the side. Yeah. Or like, or they might start. They might start pressing that too with cartoons. They'd be like, "All right, we don't want you using our characters." It's like yeah. if you use a Disney character, um, you can't use they actually. Else do they actually did a lawsuit for Meat Canyon mm. because he did um, the stuff with Bugs Bunny, and <sighs> if you've ever seen him, it's very weird mm. uh, because he purposely makes it his goal to ruin the image that you have of all of your childhood <laughs> cartoons. It, so it he is, makes them bad. really, really hop on down the buddy trail. Yeah, uh, like I can't. You got. He's like you got a tight little, little man. man. You got oh, a tight man. little man pussy. Oh yeah. Oh my god. He's like. He was talking to Elmer Fudd. Yeah, yeah. Like, really. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's so bad, bro. It yeah. stinks good. Oh yeah. <laughs> stinks good, nice and sweet, and all this other stuff. His uh, dad was like, "No bugs." He said, "But I must." <laughs> The yeah, but so, so um, they actually tried to sue them because uh, they said for like that, defamation. Uh, yes, oh, yeah. actually, uh, defamation and uh, copyright. Mm. Even though he draws them to look dramatically different than how they normally look, mm. um, and he's actually likeness. been sued a few different times for defamation because he also does stuff on other YouTubers, um, like uh, uh, whatever his name is, Avocado, the really fat dude, like eats a whole bunch of food all the time. Yeah. Um, he made something about him and he, I believe he tried to sue him uh, because he said this was like um, defamation. But I mean, it is pretty much what he does. Mm-hmm. So, how famous do you have to be before you can be defamed? Well, like, that's where's, a good question. <laughs> yeah. where's the bar? Cause, like, Are if, they really famous? Though? Yeah, because if I like, that's if true. I just have an opinion of somebody and I just speak it, mm-hmm. like, can you just sue anybody for defamation? Like, how famous... Is it just up to the judge? Like I guess because <laughs> so, parodies used to be legal they, and they stopped they stopped doing those. Uh they well, it's because they set parameters that, so you have to follow that in order for your parody to be a parody. Because they cracked down on it dramatically when people were doing like reaction videos. Mm. And so it is uh free use and you can use the videos to react to, but there are a lot of people that weren't talking. 
So they would sit there, not talk, and they said, well, you have to make it uh, different because essentially you're just showing a video and you're there and you're profiting off of the person that you're watching. And so you have to add more so people will talk or they'll pause it and talk about whatever Mm -hmm. and they'll do like challenges, like try not to laugh and stuff like that. And so that was the way to get around that. Mm. Yeah, me and Ryan do uh, DMG mix reviews where we just take music, we listen to it, and then we give a review on how the song was mixed. And uh, we recently started streaming it uh, with OBS, mm-hmm. and um, so that you can see, you know, uh, like a music video or whatever. And the first one we did, we did a little TJ uh, June twenty second, and. Um, like it already it got blocked. <laughs> so <laughs> the first Swatted one instantly. Yeah, the first I'm talking one about this. So um, and other songs that we've done have been partially blocked because YouTube picked up on the music. Mm-hmm. But since mm-hmm. we, I guess, since we used a video, same thing happened to us. <laughs> yeah, we literally had like one little thing in the back. We knew had sound. We had a. Uh, we knew had sound. This was before we had our logo. We just put like some vibes in the back, and it was like some uh, ambiance. Yeah, and it, then they it was, caught one piece. It was literally just one small second of mm-hmm. a part of a song and mm-hmm. somebody tried to copyright it and it wasn't even their original song because they had that song on a song that they had mm. and so they tried to like copyright us but we appealed it so i wonder you know how far again that goes back to my question like the being defamed and stuff like that it's like wh- why do you care so much you know what i mean like it yeah. depend like if unless so me and ryan doing that little tj june 22nd like mm-hmm. Did did the record label shoot that down because yeah I mean it's it's an instant thing don't get me wrong it's not like they've been looking at our YouTube and like oh pfft, nope not on those guys but it's like what what is their criteria for not wanting people to use their stuff like so our our YouTube isn't monetized so that's yeah. money money's not the reason so what what are you really upset about for people to not use other, if anything, you should be happy that we're promoting that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like more people, I didn't even know about that song beat until we did the mix review. So if we had never done that, I probably would have never heard that song. Yeah. I think some of it is like, they fear the potential of monetization mm-hmm. and because of greed and stuff like that, because there are like YouTubers that I watch and they do stuff on like Twitch and stuff like that. And they'll have people that take, they uh, will record their whole Twitch stream and then they'll upload it on YouTube. Mm. And so it'll be like, um, like I'm Dante. He'll have his uh, stream up and then you'll have uh, I'm not Dante. Mm. We'll take it and upload it. Mm-hmm. And But typically those people are like, you can do that. I'm fine with you doing it. You just have to make the distinction that it's not me. Mm. And... Because typically, like they're just, they're like, I mean, it's a little weird that you do it, but it's not hurting me. I'm still making money off of it. If you're mm-hmm. trying to make money and you're helping put some of my videos out that like people that don't watch my Twitch will not see, like yeah. that's fine, because it's still exposure for them. So they're still profiting off of what they're doing. And if two people are profiting, I mean, it's no we problem. Both, we both eating. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. People don't want you eating off their plate. Exactly. That's the biggest thing because at the end of the day, you put out something. It's like I couldn't even be mad. Like I can understand it because if we drop, we drop this or whatever and somebody starts clipping our stuff, cool. I appreciate the funny clips and all that stuff. But then you start getting paid off of it 
And I'm like, damn, you get more than I'm getting. <laughs> you get like, I was like, I just put this out. Are you putting? I was like, yeah, I, I, I understand why you would feel some type of way. And then I feel like a lot of um, people who make the content are very sensitive about their content. A lot of people, a lot of these, like you see, like especially in the like music industry, you see a lot of them are trained to deal with backlash, but a lot of them aren't at the same time. It's mm-hmm. like, I was like, with no, like knowing you, I feel like if somebody was like, oh, this, you like, okay, cool. That's it's subjective. Like you said earlier, like, it's what is, it's like it ain't for everybody. Don't matter. It's for me. I mean, it's not everybody not thinking like that. You put out something now, niggas ready to shoot. Yeah, <laughs> be like, oh, okay, okay. So you like this? You want to talk Twitter fingers, all this stuff? It was a, um, I don't know if you guys ever watch All American, Mm-mm. but it's a uh, well, the show I say, uh, football, football show. show yeah, right? it's a football yeah. show. Yeah. So they branch out in different areas, and one of them was on an artist, and one of like the girl, she, um, their friend, they developing one of the friends in the friend group, and she's a, uh, she's an artist right now singing, and so they were developed, they were they. Address the social media thing for her. They were like, "Hey, uh, we got you a bigger following. All this stuff. She was getting, she was getting a lot of followers and everything. And then she started getting the hate comments. And then when the hate comments and the haters started coming through, she couldn't handle it. She was in there basically. She was on, she was on IG live talking. And then they see, she was like, "Hey, how everybody doing? So and so, good time, good time. Next, you know, somebody was like, oh, they were like industry plant." So and so and so, they were just giving her all the words, and she was like, "Industry plan." Ah, was like she started going off on the uh, on the phone to one of one of the girls in the uh, coffee shop that she was in public going off, and they came over and was like, "Hey, what you got going on? Mm. Like, what you got going on?" But then I was like, "That I was like, damn, that's real." I wondered, I was like, "Is that something that really happens to these? Oh, like they having like these breakdowns? That's yeah. why a lot of people don't share their personals, and like, how far do you go?" With being personal with your people, because the more you share, the more you're liable to like to yeah. people to get in. Yeah, and that's that's why I think that's another reason why I think The Idol is such an amazing show. Mm-hmm. Had no idea what the weekend sounds like when he talks. You did really? Yeah, because hmm. when well, how often do you hear the weekend talk? That's true. That's true. He, he's singing all the time. He does no interviews. He does. He never shows up on TV shows or anything. So it's like, oh wow, we're actually just listening to the weekend, <laughs> just just talk instead of making your girl's panties wet. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, and that's that's something that you know artists had to think about. It's like how you know how personal do you want to get with your fan base mm-hmm. to let them into your life because you don't know what they might do. Like somebody might know uh, people you talked to, somebody you went to high school with, uh, a girl you've been talking to, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. So you have to be able to be conscious of. I need to only let this in and who you keep around, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you might keep around the wrong person that ends up blabbing. You might not be the one who freaks out, but your friend might be the one who freaks out. Yeah. And they might release some information that shouldn't be out. You'd be like, yeah. so, 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 I ain't built like that. You know good and well. My, so, so, we going we to blow up on whoa, you. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Y'all know about Chief Keith. Everybody. <laughs> 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 I do. I do feel like some of that is uh, for some people is fake mm-hmm, uh, yeah. because the more outraged you are, more people will click on you and stuff yeah. like that. But um, as far as like um, being careful, of, like who you are close to and stuff like that, like um, what's the name? Wong Beach Griffey mm-hmm. had a story of uh, when he first met uh, Gideon, and they're from the same city. They know the majority of all the same people. His Gideon's family watches. Long Beach Griffey, and mm. he was friends with, I think, uh, his drummer or somebody like that. Mm. And so 
he wanted to speak to him and Gideon didn't want to fuck with him like that. And so he was like, yeah, I mean, that was kind of weird. And I felt some type of way about it because they brought him like backstage to come talk to him. And then the guy was like, yeah, no, I hope you talk to him. And then Gideon was apparently in a bad mood or something like that. And he, and then Long Beach Griffey was like, if I wanted to be an asshole, I know your ex and I know all the weird shit that you used to do with her. Mm. I could just say all of it, but you know, I'm not. So, I mean, you got to be careful of stuff like that too. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta watch. And then go back to what you were saying about like them comments and stuff, man. Mm. That's that stuff is just algorithms and stuff. Like, cause mm. you gotta pay attention on Instagram. You are gonna get a lot of love, but if you go anywhere else, like Facebook, it's different. Mm-hmm. And it's no, it should be no reason. It should all yeah. be around the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Cause the, everybody on the same thing, right? So everybody gonna show love on Instagram. Different platforms bring different things. Facebook well, it's because different gun. different platforms have different core audiences. So, yeah. like, if you're on TikTok, yeah, it's degenerate because there's a shit ton of children on there mm. yeah. that just like to be mean for absolutely no reason. Yeah, but if you're on, like you said, Instagram, it's uh, more business oriented. Yeah, uh, if you're on Facebook, I mean, they're they're it's weird, old old <laughs> as yeah. demons on there. <laughs> <laughs> Now they got uh, well, you got Twitter and you got uh, Instagram threads now. Yeah, I would say Twitter is a lot of probably our age group. Like yeah. if you're in your mid, <laughs> yeah, if you're in your mid twenties uh, to probably early forties, I think Twitter came out in like your prime. So I think Twitter is like we're we're respectful, but it's like don't try me. Like that's it depends, it depends on, depends side, on what yeah, yeah. I don't know it depends on what side it's what side yeah. but but uh yeah. dealing with like hate and stuff like that I think uh, it just depends on the type of person like any hate comments or anything like yeah. that that doesn't bother me I used to play Call of Duty on the 360 exactly. like there's nothing that anybody can say that would bother me yeah so yeah. I like. You know, all that stuff doesn't matter. And most of the time, it's not even people that really believe the shit that they say. They just kind of say it because they want to get a reaction out of you mm-hmm. or they live a shitty life. So they want to kind of bring you down yeah. to their level. Mm-hmm. And if That's you understand, Facebook than yeah. anything. if you understand that, you're just like, oh man, I bet you live a sad ass life. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks to suck. Yeah. yeah. I posted the same video on Instagram and Facebook. Completely different. Completely. Night and day. That's, like, that's another thing that artists have to be conscious of. Like, yeah. you can't post the same content on all platforms expecting the same kind of results. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. You have to understand who your audience is on Facebook, who, yeah. they, who they are on Twitter, who they are on TikTok, who they are on Snapchat. Like All these different things, you have to understand who your audience is yeah. on those things and then and then cater to them mm-hmm. the way they are. I was about yeah. to say, uh, one, of the, one of the questions I, that just popped up in my head that we had was uh, as far as social media, what is... Do you feel? Because you know some, you know some artists don't give a fuck about. Like so, they don't, they don't really care about. It. They're like, mm, I'm just, I'm gonna dip off and out. But like, as a upcoming artist, do you and like a continuous artist, do you feel like that's the bread and butter of today's game? You need to have some type of presence in order yeah. to, in order to be at, at this point paid, honestly. Because you can be, you can be significant and be broke. Yeah, but like getting paid. I mean, you can, yes, because you can just. Spread your web way further than you can just going outside and handing your music out to the people in the area. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's just, and most people don't want to do it. I don't technically want to do it, but I mean, you just got to deal with <laughs> it some way in the way that I you want to deal with yeah. it. We don't want to do it either. Nah. We got to. Yeah. I think too, um, what really helps is when you get to that level where you're not even needing to share your stuff. 
other people are just sharing it. Yeah. And you'll and you'll be like, well, I didn't even post this to Facebook, mm-hmm. but you'll see somebody else did. And you know, and then people are like fucking with it and stuff like that. And I think that's uh, something too. What yeah. I, I was, yeah. what you said? No, I was just agreeing with you. Uh, I was about yeah. to say, um, as far as that, I think that when you get to that point is when you can even you can hit your second stride. Because your first stride, I feel like you're going hard, you night and day with it, you you pushing it out. You're you're pretty much in charge of most of it. And then we say like getting that team together, getting to figure out who can help and who can get these things together. And when you hit that second stride, I feel like it's just full creativity. Yeah. That's when people start coming up with wild stuff. Like your first stuff, like you look at artists, like first work is gritty, it's I'm dirty, it's I need to eat. I'm rapping like this is my last meal. And then they see, you know, they get a little, they get a little comfortable. Get a little comfortable, people helping out, things get a little bit smooth. Or some people, in some cases, they still hungry. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to the point where you dip off and we don't see you as much, is when you come out of nowhere with something crazy. Yeah. We're like, oh, you've been gone. Yeah. But Even you've then, been here the whole time. You just haven't been available for yeah. the rest of everybody else. You can't yeah. expose mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't let nobody fuck up the process. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the beauty of walking in and being creative. Just I can walk yeah. in and do it all. I think yeah. that's a very important thing to be able to, you know, make that decision ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You know, am I gonna let people know what I'm doing or am I not? Because you can't go back. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. um when we were making the Come to DMG album, I had already decided I was gonna document the whole thing and turn it into a movie. And then like at the end, people were like, oh man, that'd be really cool if you had caught footage of it. I was like, I did. I just haven't been posting it because I'm going to make a movie about it. So, <laughs> yeah. I feel yep, that. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. How much time do we got? Let's see. We are, because I'm going off of, let me see. Call it 502. So, we got three, we got four minutes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess to end it off, um, uh, I guess I'll ask both of you two different questions. What do you have anything new coming or stuff that you've been working on? Uh, right now, and I'm gonna piggyback off what we were just talking. I'm just, I'm in that phase where I'm kind of like ducked off, but I'm mm. still posting stuff to let people know I'm still doing it, but I'm working on stuff on the side. Mm. Yeah, so you're just dipping your sure. toe in a little bit, dipping just, my toe yeah. in. You're not having a body time chamber right now, yeah, <laughs> sticking and moving, mm. dipping and dabbing in and out. Just trying to, you know, right now I'm just doing more features than anything, just mm-hmm. trying to get in tune with the community. And then I'm working on what I want to, you know, put out next for my next stage. That's good. So That's still go, you know, stream, grind until you shine on oh, all yeah. platforms right stream now. Stream it out all. C-O-F-F-E-Y. Make sure we put it in all the descriptions oh, yeah. and everything we like get that. The, we got to get the links. Yeah. And then I guess uh, for Jackson, um, do you have any other moves that you're trying to do or things that you've thought of new for uh dmg and stuff like that just come to dmg is a movement <laughs> yeah that's a movement right there i'm way i i was like i was like well, they finna go i was like they finna go travel the country what's going on what we don't do yeah so basically right now um the thing that we're really focused in on for damage media group is making connections with businesses so i've been reaching out to other companies hmm. and letting them know like what we do and uh to make sure that they know that we can help support them um, whether it be, you know, um, with actual, like a trade in money or if it's just us just providing a service that, uh, help just like how we do with our artists. Like we, we tell them, Hey, just, just tell us what you need and we'll, and we'll help you get to where you need to go. So mm-hmm. kind of doing the same thing for companies. And then also, um, for the artists, we are going to start like a subscription service where, uh, basically you pay us a certain amount every month. And then we provide multiple services for you. 
Uh, so that's something that we are in the works of putting out. Um, haven't been out as far as like um, publicly, but we've been just telling people about it and, and getting the word to them. So um, yeah, that's that's really our main thing is making sure that we get as much people to know about all the things that we can do here mm. uh, because we have so many uh, things that a lot of other companies don't provide or they just suck at. Right. So I, I know some companies around here just do stuff, but they, they're doing just that. They're just doing it. You know, they're mm -hmm. not really doing a good job at it. So making uh, those connections and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm, I really hope can land, uh, damaged media group, like in that upper echelon of other companies is not just doing something, but making sure that we're one of the best in the city of doing it. And then, you know, branching out mm -hmm. uh, in the country from there. It's a okay. difference when you can accelerate and give back at the same time. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And and for what you're uh, talking about, like as far as like the subscription and stuff like that, would that just be music or other people trying to do stuff like what we're doing and stuff like that? Yeah. So basically, we're we're really starting out with the music artists first mm -hmm. uh, because we we have so many of them come by the space, and mm -hmm. then I I really wanted to. Like my ultimate goal, which I don't know if I'll ever be able to accomplish this, but uh, I've been striving for it, um, is having like TEDx type things in Memphis. Like I know there's been a TEDx in Memphis, but I wanted to put on this thing to where like we get some of the best teachers uh, from Memphis. And, and by teachers, I mean uh, some of the best videographers and um, musicians. And, and like, like imagine if you had a class uh, held by Fraser Boy on how to rap, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, or or Juicy J or something like that, or, or people who are just in this area from this area doesn't matter, whatever. Uh, holding a class and teaching people on how to do something so they can get real expertise and information, like how I, to ride the beat by Project Pet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because so, I mean, Memphis doesn't have opportunities like that very much. Most mm -hmm. of that is in like Nashville and stuff like that. Correct, and and you can do that here. It's just I don't think anybody's ever thought to make the effort to do it, and mm -hmm. that's that's something. I, I'm an educator, like I've understood that, and I love teaching people. I love giving people information. Some people are afraid to give people information because they're like, oh, you're just going to steal my stuff. I tell people, steal my stuff. Like, take everything from me because it's going to be great seeing you do something and I know you got that from me. Mm -hmm. And and if anything, you're going to create something even better. And I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't think you could do that. Like yeah. I'm glad yeah. I told you that because now I know you can do that. Just uplifting <laughs> the community. And that's mm -hmm. what this city don't got. Like folks trying to uplift folks. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, a a olive, it's an olive branch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what we try to do here. You know, you've helped us yeah. with so many things. Tremendously. And, exactly. And I, I'm the type of person, like, if you're helping me, I have to help you back because it only feels right to me. Mm -hmm. And I try to bring up all the people that help bring me up too. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, everybody's just pushing you up and then it, when you get up there, you just walk away. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm turning around so I can pull all y'all back up here too. Yeah. I think that's what, um, you know, me, I'm, I'm going to sound like the biggest uh, outsider when I say this, <laughs> but um, people from Memphis who made it big in the music industry, uh, namely, I will say like uh, Three Six Mafia, people like Yo Gotti, um, they basically got big and they didn't educate 
the generations uh, after them. Mm-hmm. So I think it is important. I'm, again, I don't think that was their responsibility. I don't think that was their uh, fault. I don't think that was a problem that they did. I'm just saying. It's an observation. Yes, yeah. it's an observation mm-hmm. I made that I feel like it would have been a good deed if they had did that. And this city would be 10 times ahead of where it's at if they had did something like that. They had the tools. They had the education. They had the resources. They could have helped generations after them. And Memphis is big now, but it would be exploded if they had did something like that. We would have been Atlanta before Atlanta was Atlanta. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're known for having big artists come from here. But they leave. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, you don't just go, oh, well, this person was here. And if I go here, then maybe I'll learn from somebody to help them. No, you don't get that. Yeah. Because as soon as they make it, they leave. And it's understandable. Memphis is Memphis. Memphis is Memphis. (laughs) So, like, I do get it. Yeah. But, um, but a lot of that comes from it's just unsafe. So I understand people leaving. And it's not your responsibility to do those things. But if you want to do it, then I think it's beneficial. It's too. like, yeah, if you have the opportunity to capitalize, it's like where I see where you are bringing up other artists who have the power to do that. Like, yeah, maybe during your time you didn't have that. So then you have a, you have your next generation. Like you got Glorilla bringing in all her friends and she's underneath CMG. So it's like you got her bringing in every bringing in all her crew. Then they have, they got mixes of people. And then it's like, all right, cool, you're bringing it in. But it's still technically in-house. It's not helping everybody, but it's helping some. But that's just kind of like Memphis in general. It's, like, it's kind of like, I got to figure it out. And when I figure it out, then I can help you figure it out. And, yeah. that, and that's been the mentality to, so long. But a lot of people who had that mentality were, were just around a lot of dumb stuff. They were around a lot of fools. And they were in this, a lot of situations. And so coming from the background, where like when I'm like talking to you and stuff like that, it get educator was the first thing you gave me. When we first started talking, we first started like mm-hmm. doing business and stuff like that. I was like, oh, this dude's trying to teach me in the process of doing business. That's not what you get from a lot of people. They're just like, how can you help me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or it would just be like, okay, well, you're paying me. I'll do this. And then it's nothing else after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You simply just have a relationship of just paying each other and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And at first, obviously, that's how it started. But we had a conversation with you, and you were just like, "Oh shit! <laughs> like this is this is something completely different, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. you know." So uh, I think more people need to have stuff like that. Um, but you know, it it just depends. You can't help everybody, and not everybody wants to listen to criticism and stuff. And they like want that. a lot of people hard headed out here. Mm-hmm. They, that is they, true. As soon as you try to tell them something, they'd be like, "What you think? I don't know nothing." It's like, that no, is, I know you don't. <laughs> hey, yeah, I know. But that that but that is Memphis. That's yeah. facts. Yeah. That is Memphis. If I say you got anything else for us. Nah, I'm straight, bro. For sure, for sure. Hey, we appreciate you guys. Appreciate Coffee and Jackson coming through again for another installment of Down with the Get Down. We appreciate the listeners and the viewers who came through this time. Always make sure you rate us five stars. We really appreciate it. Helps us move up the algorithm. Uh, helps us get more listeners like you guys and more viewers like the YouTube viewers. We love you. We appreciate you. And to the people that are on Twitch right now, we appreciate y'all for the last episode of the day for this one. Y'all be back and we're going to do this again. So time and we're gonna have we're gonna have a bigger and better each time we appreciate you we love you and go ahead and like share and if you're down with the get down go ahead and subscribe